the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. Later in the program today, we'll share this week's Christian Outlook. And on the program, you'll hear from KT McFarland. She's Deputy National Security Advisor under the former uh, administration. She'll talk about the FBI raid in Miami on the home of a former president. We'll hear from Os Guinness about his new book, The Great Quest, Invitation to an Examined Life and a Sure Path to Meaning. And finally, Nicole Hunt to focus on the family. We'll talk about some of the lies that are being told by abortion advocates uh, to make their case in the media and in the public squares. Square, rather. That's all coming up in the second hour of today's program. We're going to start off with some of the uh, Headlines, and in the second half of this first hour, we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news. I'll be joined by James Blend for that. Well, today was certainly a news-heavy day. We're starting to get some more information about the seizure of uh, documents from Mar-a-Lago, the former president's residence. So FBI agents seized classified records from the former president's home at Mar-a-Lago. It was during an unprecedented raid on Monday. It included some marked as top-secret uh, documents that were held there. Well, U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt signed the warrant on the 5th of August, giving the FBI authority to conduct its search on or before August 19th and in the daytime, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Well, the location to be searched included the 45 um, office, all storage rooms and all other rooms or areas within the premises used or available to be used by the former president of the United States and his staff and in which boxes or documents could be stored, including all structures or buildings on the estate. That's what the warrant said but did not give authority to agents to search areas being occupied by Mar-a-Lago members or not used by Trump and his staff. Well, the warrant gave agents the authority to seize all physical documents and records constituting evidence, contraband, fruits of crime, or other items illegally possessed in violation of U.S. code, including documents with classification markings and presidential records created between the 20th of January 2017 and January 2021. Well, according to the property receipt reviewed by uh, local media, um, agents took approximately 20 boxes of items from the premises, including one set of documents marked as various classified TS CSI documents, which refers to top secret and sensitive information. The property receipt also shows that FBI agents collected four sets of top secret documents, three sets of um, secret documents and three sets of confidential documents. It doesn't reveal any detail about those records um, that the list also includes a leather bound box of documents, binders and photos, handwritten notes, miscellaneous documents, miscellaneous top secret documents, miscellaneous confidential documents and other records. The former president and his team are disputing the classification and believe the information and records to have been uh, declassified. 
The president posted on his Truth Social account on Friday that the documents were all declassified. Number one, it was all declassified. Number two, they didn't need to seize anything, he posted. They could have had it any time they wanted without playing politics and breaking into Mar-a-Lago. The former president added it was in secure storage with an additional lock put on as per their request. The Biden administration is in obvious damage control after their botched raid where they seized the president's picture books, a handwritten note, declassified documents. That's a quote from the president's spokesperson, Taylor Budwich. This raid of President Trump's home was not just unprecedented, but unnecessary. And they are leaking lies and innuendos to try to explain away the weaponization of government against their dominant political opponent. This is outrageous, end quote. Well, either the FBI or the DOJ, who could have been uh, the only sources of information that's now being leaked as to the motivation behind all of this, uh, has suggested that there is, in fact, an investigation um, going on. But some of the details about communications between the president and the, um, the presidential documents connections seems to contradict that. We'll try to provide a fuller picture on Monday as more information is made available and the affidavit, which gives uh, the indictment uh, its reason and explanation, is being uh, uh, requested to be made public at some point in the near future. And we'll certainly follow that story. And another headline, acclaimed novelist Salman Rushdie has uh, was stabbed while preparing to give a lecture at a Chautauqua Institute in western New York on Friday morning. He was reportedly stabbed in the neck, was transported to the hospital by helicopter. The author's condition is not yet known. His attacker is in police custody. People were saying he, referring to Rushdie, has a pulse. He has a pulse. He has a pulse. One eyewitness to the attack said in its aftermath, speaking to the New York Times. Another witness told the Times that there was just one attacker and that he was dressed in black. He had a loose black garment on. He ran with lightning speed over to Rushdie, who was preparing to speak. Rushi had been living under the threat of assassination since Ayatollah uh, Khomeini, then the supreme leader of the Islamic Republic of Iran, issued a fatwa calling for the author to be killed back in 1989. His fourth novel, The Satanic Verses, was published in 1988, included what was considered to be some uh, by some to be an unflattering and blasphemous depiction of the Islamic prophet Muhammad. The United Kingdom and Iran ended diplomatic relations with each other over the fatwa and only reestablished them in 1998 when the Iranian president at the time stated that he would neither support nor hinder assassination operations on Rushdie. There is a bounty on Rushdie's head of over $3 million offered by a religious foundation in Iran. President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping are planning their first in-person meeting since Biden took office in Southwest Asia come November. The Wall Street Journal first reported on Friday the trip will be Xi's first foreign trip in three years. It comes as tension between Washington and Beijing mounts following increased Chinese aggression toward Taiwan. And Democratic Representative Richard Neal of Massachusetts suggested that the House would increase tax rates if his party remains in power following the upcoming midterm elections this fall. That's according to a congressional reporter. Neal is the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. Uh, He said Democrats should keep their power in the House, should they keep it. Uh, will look to raise corporate and individual tax rates in 2023. That's according to a Bloomberg reporter. The Inflation Reduction Act, a social spending and tax increase measure that's expected to pass in the House on Friday, includes a proposed expansion of the Internal Revenue Service. 
The expansion includes, as we've discussed here, an $80 billion boost to the IRS over the next 10 years, with more than half intended to help the agency crack down on tax evasion. If the bill is passed, the money allotted would go toward filling 87,000 IRS positions, more than doubling the agency's current size. The Treasury Department says some of the new hires would replace 50,000 employees who were expected to retire in the first five years. The measure passed in the Senate on Sunday along party lines with uh, Vice President Kamala Harris casting the tie-breaking vote after it was introduced last month and agreed upon by Senator Joe Manchin and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. The president repeatedly pledged on the campaign trail to not raise taxes on Americans earning less than $400,000 However, most observers suggest that it will do precisely that. Warning more harm than good with the House of Representatives set to pass the Democrat social spending and tax and climate bill. Energy industry officials are ringing alarm bells that it will handicap their industry at the onset of a recession. We believe on balance that this bill is going to do more harm than good for the American energy sector, given the increase in taxes and fees that are going to hit many American energy producers. American Exploration and Production Council CEO Ann Bradbury says. Not tampering uh, criticism, Republicans slammed the AG Garland for personally approving the Mar-a-Lago raid, calling it a politically motivated witch hunt. If the affidavit is released, perhaps they can either affirm that to be true or will have to abandon that line of thinking. Saying I will choose the Constitution, Representative Liz Cheney, facing near certain defeat in Wyoming's GOP primary, eyes a bigger battle ahead. In her um, closing message to Wyoming, voters ahead of the state's Tuesday primary, she once again spotlighted her mission to make sure that former President Trump never returns to the White House. In California's gender predicament, the California Department of Education advocates books promoting gender transitions to kindergartners. Exposing liberal bias, former New York Times reporter Bari Weiss, she claimed that as staffer at the Times sought to get an op-ed from Senator Tim Scott, a Republican from South Carolina, approved by then-Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, the Democrat from New York before publishing the article in 2020. Weiss recounted the story of blatant media bias during the latest episode of her podcast, Honestly, by Barry Weiss, on Wednesday, with Scott as her featured guest. The audio snippet, flagged by Mediaite on Thursday, featured Weiss describing the account to the South Carolina senator who had been unaware of the incident. Calling it toxic, Ted Cruz blasted Randy Weingarten, for claiming conservatives are trying to undermine teachers. And Jesse Waters points out that after 72 hours of silence, Attorney General Merrick Garland came out came out of hiding, only to say very little. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We'll continue our look at the hard news in just a few moments, and then the lighter side of the news with James Blend to follow. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. Is aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Well, contrary to a report in Newsweek magazine, A.G. Merrick Garland announced that he approved the raid at Trump's home and unsealed the warrant and list of items taken. Spencer Brown reports that Merrick Garland announced in a delayed press conference on Thursday that the Department of Justice instructed Florida authorities to unseal the search warrant obtained to former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago retreat, along with a property receipt showing items seized by the FBI during their hours-long search of Trump's Southern White House. Biden's attorney general also explained that he personally approved seeking the warrant that led to the raid on the former president's home, something Garland said his uh, department does not take lightly. 
Newsmax points out that Attorney General Garland announces that the department has filed a request to unseal the search warrant related to the uh, to the raid, which he personally approved. A million dollar ad campaign has been launched by a conservative ad- advocacy group saying uh, the attorney general should uphold the law. The Judicial Crisis Network, a con- uh, Conservative Judicial Advocacy Organization launched a million-dollar ad buy against Attorney General Merrick Garland for cowering to the mob, the woke mob. According to a press release touting the spot, the ad exposes Garland for turning on his longtime former colleague and friend, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, in the name of politics to appease the woke mob. Kerry Severino, the president of JCN, bashed Garland for putting the lives of Kavanaugh and other Supreme Court justices in danger by not stopping the stream of left-wing radicals protesting outside of their homes. National Review says 58 percent of Americans agree Garland should enforce the law prohibiting protests at the homes of Supreme Court justices, while 61 percent believe the protests undermine American democracy, according to a recent JCN poll. The White House is touting lower gas prices despite prices being 67 percent higher than when the president first took office. The Wall Street Journal points out that the national average dipped to $3.99 a gallon on Wednesday afternoon and continued to trend lower on Thursday, according to OPIS, an energy data and analytics provider. It is the first time since March that the average price of gasoline has been below $4 a gallon, giving drivers some reprieve as the rate of inflation remains near a four-decade high. Gas prices in the U.S. set a record of $5.02 in June, according to data from Opus. The fuel price surge has been a big factor in the overall inflation, according to economists. And as consumers feel the pinch, they tend to reduce consumption. Liz Cheney is down 30 points leading up to Wyoming's Tuesday primary. The GOP representative's fight for political survival comes down to Tuesday's primary in Wyoming. And a final survey released this week shows her challenge of beating Republican Trump-endorsed challenger Harriet Hagman has become even more insurmountable. The National Association of Realtors data says the medium home price is soaring past $400,000 for the very first time. Home prices continue to climb across nearly all the U.S. in the second quarter when buyer demand started to fade due to higher mortgage rates but still exceeded the housing market's unusually low supply. The median sales price was higher in the quarter compared with a year ago for 184 of the 185 metro areas tracked. The National Association of Realtors says on Thursday, more of the country also experienced double digit percentage price gains than earlier in the year. Median prices rose by more than 10 percent from a year earlier in 80 percent of the 185 metro areas are from the first quarter when 70 percent of metro areas reported double digit percentage growth. CDC relaxes COVID protocols while Denmark bans vaccinations for children altogether. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says the nation should move away from restrictive measures such as quarantines and social distancing and focus on reducing severe disease from COVID-19. In new guidelines released Thursday, the agency no longer recommends staying at least six feet away from other people to reduce the risk of exposure, a shift from guidance that had been in place since the early days of the pandemic. The changes, which come more than two and a half years after the start of the pandemic, are driven by a recognition that an estimated 95 percent of Americans 16 and older have acquired some level of immunity, either from being vaccinated or infected. They're now acknowledging natural immunity, something they rejected earlier on. Denmark is going even further, essentially banning COVID shots for kids. 
Dennis Prager weighs in. So here's the headline, a statement from the Danish government. Children and young people only very rarely become seriously ill from COVID-19 with the Omicron variant. Therefore, from July 1, 2022, it will no longer be possible for children and young people under the age of 18 to get the first jab. And from September 1, 2022, it will be no longer possible to get the second jab will no longer be possible. The Danish government is outlawing this so-called vaccine for children under the age of 18 in all of the country. North Dakota school board votes to forego saying the Pledge of Allegiance before meetings. Contention over the uh, phrase under God. The New York Post reports that a North Dakota school board has nixed reciting the Pledge of Allegiance before each meeting, deciding it didn't align with the district's values. The Fargo School Board voted 7-2 to on Tuesday to drop the pledge from the start of its bi-weekly meeting because members didn't feel it was inclusive, apparently taking issue with the phrase under God. Board member Seth Golden said that because the word God in the text of the Pledge of Allegiance is capitalized, the text is clearly referring to the Judeo-Christian God, and therefore it does not include any other faith such as Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, all of which are practiced by uh, our staff and students. Holden also said it excluded those in Fargo schools who don't believe in God. All lowercase. An elite all-female Nashville school plans to allow any student who identifies as female, in other words, males. New York Post reports that uh, an elite um, girls' school in Nashville, Harpeth Hall, it's in Tennessee, has implemented a new policy to allow applications from anyone who identifies as female, not just those who are biologically female. In an email sent to parents, the school announced it would be following a new policy that allows biological males uh, to attend the school. The email included a gender diversity philosophy document explaining the admission policy. McDonald's plans to reopen some Ukraine restaurants. The corporation will reopen some of its locations in Ukraine roughly six months after Russia's invasion of the country caused the fast food chain to pause its operations there. We have decided to institute a phased plan to reopen some restaurants in Kiev and western Ukraine where other businesses have safely reopened. That's from McDonald's corporate senior vice president for international operated markets and an email message to employees. Ukraine's foreign minister hailed McDonald's decision, saying it was the result of long negotiations between the company and the Ukrainian government. Well, Whole Foods CEO is warning socialists are taking over. Well, the founder and CEO, John Mackey, complained that socialists are taking over the U.S. In a Thursday podcast appearance, Mackey made the statement during a podcast with Reason magazine. He has a history of criticizing socialist policies and has adopted the term conscious capitalism to describe his preferred approach to economics. My concern is that I feel like socialists are taking over, he told Nick Gillespie. They're marching through the institutions. They're taking over education. It looks like they've taken, they're taking over a lot of corporations. It looks like they're taking over the military, and it's just continuing. Mackey, who espouses the idea of conscious capitalism, which he describes as a management philosophy, focused on ethical ways of doing business. Also questioned the work ethic of younger Americans. I feel like I've become a father. I don't understand the younger generation. They don't seem to want to work. Mackey is 68. He told Reason, saying that the enhanced unemployment benefits offered to people who lost jobs during COVID had uh, made hard work um, uh, for Whole Foods Uh, to find new employees. Well, on this day in history, 1909, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, home of the Indianapolis 500, 
first opens. 1937, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt nominates Hugo Black to the U.S. Supreme Court. 1939, the MGM movie musical The Wizard of Oz, starring Judy Garland, has its world premiere at the Strand Theater in Wisconsin, three days before opening in Hollywood. 1944, during World War II, Joseph Kennedy, eldest son of Joseph and Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy, is killed with his co-pilot when their explosives-laden Navy plane blows up over England. 1953, the Soviet Union conducts a secret test of its first hydrogen bomb. 1981, IBM introduces its first personal computer, the Model 5150, at a press conference in New York. 1985, the world's worst single aircraft disaster occurs as a crippled Japan Airlines Boeing 747 uh, on a domestic flight crashes into a mountain, killing 520 people. Four people survived. 2013, James Whitey Bulger, the feared Boston mob boss who became one of the nation's most wanted fugitives, is convicted in a string of 11 killings and dozens of other gangland crimes, many of them committed while he was said to be an FBI informant. Bulger is sentenced to life. He would be fatally beaten at a West Virginia prison in 2018, hours after being transferred from a facility in Florida. 2017, a car plows into a crowd of people peacefully protesting a white nationalist rally in Virginia, the college town of Charlottesville, killing 32-year-old Heather Heyer and hurting more than a dozen others. The attacker, James Alex Fields, would be sentenced to life in prison on 29 federal hate crime charges and life plus 419 years on state charges. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Those are the headlines of the uh, of the day. Well, coming up, James Blend will join me, and we'll take a look at some of the lighter side of the news. So stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Joining me for these next two segments, the infamous... James Blend. Infamous? Yes. Uh, what, what, I'm, I'm curious, what is the source of my infamy? I'd rather not say. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. I wanted to start with an article I found in the Babylon Bee I thought was rather funny. You might recall earlier this week the president declared zero inflation. It was such a relief. I went to the grocery store and it didn't quite pan out, but nonetheless, the Babylon Bee Publish this. Joe Biden vetoes Inflation Reduction Act after reporting inflation to already be zero percent. The president has vetoed the Inflation Reduction Act even before it could be passed by the House, explaining that there was no need for it since inflation was already at zero percent. Listen, folks, we don't need any bill to reduce inflation because I already did it, said the president to a reporter who looked an awful lot like, um, well, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, Biden then explained that during the month of July, there were zero humiliating Afghanistan withdrawals, zero newly discovered laptops, zero new Russian invasions, zero smallpox outbreaks, and only three White House house plants eaten uh, in that span of time. Americans took a moment to celebrate Biden's big news that inflation was at zero percent before continuing to auction off some of their children to pay for food and gas. At publishing time, lawmakers had banded together to override Biden's veto and pass the Inflation Reduction Act since it had nothing to do with inflation reduction anyway. I thought that was pretty uh, comical. And then there's this, also from the Babylon Bee. You know, the, um, the very popular video game Call of Duty, there's apparently a new addition. Call of Duty IRS Auditor. 
Activism Blizzard introduced the world to its latest entry in the Call of Duty franchise entitled Call of Duty IRS Auditor. Developed by the studios, IRS Auditor will take gamers on an epic adventure full of national warfare, political intrigue, and violent accounting. This isn't your father's Call of Duty, said the Activism Blizzard CEO. No one is safe from the will of the Internal Revenue Service. IRS Auditor will scare you to death with a single-player campaign that hits too close to home. You can count on it, he added, repeating the game's tagline. In a first for the series, the game takes place in an open world, an open world environment, where players must go door to door forcefully auditing family homes. As you gain experience, you can outfit your agents with new calculators and weapons as you work toward tackling more dangerous assignments like auditing the estate of Nicolas Cage or Donald Trump. IRS agent is among the most dangerous and secretive in all the world. So we had to find fun new ways to tweak the classic Call of Duty formula by adding cool IRS specific mechanics, uh, said the lead designer. For example, players will be able to intentionally lose important tax documents in order to go after political opponents. Be careful if you over um, overexcite the news um, media. You'll have to lay low for just a while. The game's multiplayer mode will feel familiar to fans of the series, though with some uh, thematic license, players will join one of two teams, IRS or taxpayers. The Duke's uh, uh, and duke it out in a deadly 32-player matchup. Uh, new uh, kill, sta- kill streaks have been added to, that allow players to fill out paperwork to track their enemies or deploy a massive audit that immediately ends the match. IRS Auditor is slated to launch in the fall of 2023 with 23 multiplayer maps, including a brand new map called Mar-a-Lago. A bonus copy of Quicken will be included for pre-orders. Huh? I, I just am disappointed. At least maybe it's in there, but they haven't publicized it, of course, yet, because, you know, the, the reality of, of the game. But uh, the I, I would expect that there should be a way for the IRS to kill their enemy by putting them on hold forever. <laughs> I'm certain that's got to be part of the game. It's got to be in it's there. It's got to be. And here's one last thing. I mean, thing. they got to have hold music, too. Yeah. Obnoxious. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's license very... it with Kenny G or something. Got to be bad. Yeah. And finally, also from the Babylon Bee, 14 things the FBI found in Donald Trump's safe. Number one, thousands of McDonald's receipts, immaculate record keeping. Three pallets of Norvell Premium Sunless Tanning Solution, dark number one. Only the best for the president. World's best president mug. The mug has been uh, detained for questioning. Baron's Xbox controller, Xbox controller, because he's grounded from Xbox. You know, that's his son, Baron. Um, let's see. Uh, the kickstand for Biden's bike. You remember <laughs> the president tipped over on his bike. Obama's actual birth certificate. Everyone was wrong. He was born in Zap, North Dakota. A note that reads, you FBI guys are low IQ, sad, not good. This was found within, uh, in a safe within the safe. Uh, a free verse and reflective poems written by the president. Several dozen copies of Home Alone 2 lost in New York. Probably the inspiration for all the booby traps federal agents had to evade. The actual nuclear codes and not the fake ones he slipped to Biden. Uh, little tiny shampoos which were stolen from the White House bathroom. Over a million unsent tweets carefully recorded and cataloged on papyrus scrolls. A signed agreement between Trump and Pence that he would not mean tweet Pence, 
appears to be scrawled in crayon on a KFC napkin. And finally, I didn't get this one. Maybe you will, James. The mirror of Erised. When he looks into it, he sees world peace. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a little lost on that. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was pretty. 14 things the president uh, that were found by the FBI in the president's Mar-a-Lago home. All right. Back to the real world stuff. A Florida woman was arrested on Sunday. She allegedly hurled a piece of meat, a piece of meat at her boyfriend of 20 years during a fight. The 42-year-old is facing a charge of domestic assault, according to a criminal complaint. It really depends on the piece of meat. Was it a McNugget? I mean, how could you even hurt someone with a McNugget? Uh, Police say Wright and the male victim, with whom she had been uh, in a relationship for 20 years, and share a child, got into an argument and were intoxicated. No surprise there. Uh, She was angry and threw a piece of uncooked steak at the man while he was sitting in a chair. The steak missed and hit the armrest of the chair and the wall directly behind him. So she didn't actually make contact. She missed. Well, Wright eventually admitted to throwing the steak because she was tired of his behavior and they're arguing. The criminal complaint read Uh, she was arrested and booked into county jail on a misdemeanor charge. She was released from custody on her own recognizance. She threw an uncooked steak. That was, you know, it, the first thing that comes to mind is steak is expensive right Isn't now. Isn't it, though? I mean, it used to be that, uh, you know, you'd put the, you know, the, the, old, uh, the old wives' tale, so to speak, was that, you know, you get a black eye, you put a steak on it. Uh, this seems to be accomplished both at the same time had she actually made contact with the person she was trying to hit. Uh, but steak is too expensive to use on a black eye at this point. Well, it's cheaper to, It's cheaper to buy concealer. <laughs> well, and the, the the fact she didn't even hit him, I'm not sure what the crime here is. But well, the crime is to the the fact that she wasted probably a fifteen dollar steak. That's probably it. I think you you may be right. Well, a Canadian man who found a food item in his fridge is using a billboard to clean house. Now, why he didn't just throw it out, I'm not sure. But this 48 year old Angel Domingo, uh, who recently moved to a home in Toronto, that's Canada wanted to get rid of a stick of string cheese after he found it in his new fridge. Well, he placed an ad for the cheese on Canadian advertising site Kijiji, uh, but after he received no takers, he wanted to see how a billboard might work. This is one piece of string cheese. It's pretty good cheese string. I haven't seen a cheese string in a long time, and I think you know it's of great value. I wanted to get rid of it. The ad placed in Toronto's billboard-laden area asked Canadians if they wanted to trade for the Black Diamond brand dairy product with um, no lowballs. Well, he admitted the string cheese is the strangest thing he's ever had to uh, offer, but the billboard, which uh, went live earlier in the week, has caused offers to appear in droves. Some of the offers have included Persian cats, someone's girlfriend, and a unique box of Lucky Charms cereal. I would have gone for the cereal if it had been me. They said that they would uh, pick through it to see which um, uh, which one was most appealing. But in an effort to get rid of one piece of preserved string cheese, he took a billboard. That would have been much simpler, less expensive, much less tedious to simply give it to a friend or throw it away. But instead ran a billboard to exchange it for something of great value. Your thoughts? I mean, he found it when he moved in. In, a, in, in the refrigerator, fridge. yeah. Doesn't say how old it was. No. 
Because, I mean, that's obviously very important when you're dealing with a, well, piece of cheese, as there is definitely a shelf life for said uh, product. Yeah, just the whole thing is just odd. It, it, I'm reminded of a time that uh, we parted ways with uh, an, em- an employee here at the station, and uh, I, I was tasked with cleaning out what we had little cubbies at that point, little cubby boxes, and found cheese sticks in plastic that were so old they turned black. Oh, my goodness. Well, I saw it a took me about two years before I could eat a cheese stick again. Ah. I saw a picture of the uh, an image of this particular. It's still yellow or that's sort good. of off-white. That is a positive sign. <laughs> I guess so. And all I could think of was, I am so glad these are still wrapped in plastic. I don't want to know what they smell like. Yeah, that's... Disturbing, that's yes. Well, I'm telling you, our refrigerator here at work, you never Science know what you're going to find. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. No. Well, high school students, speaking of edible things in Chicago are attempting to break two Guinness World Records by creating a mosaic of the Ukrainian flag from nearly 5,000 cereal boxes. The students, members of the Chicago Children's United for Ukraine, they're attempting the record with the uh, Wintrust Grand Banking Hall in Chicago. They started assembling the mosaic from blue and yellow cereal boxes on Wednesday and finished the mosaic um, Thursday evening. Well, organizers said that they are aiming to break the Guinness World Records for largest cardboard box mosaic pet flag and largest packaged product mosaic flag. Uh, the first record currently um, stands at 1,499 square feet and 89.28 square inches, while the second at 787 square feet and 38 square inches. Well, the boxes of cereal used in the attempt will be donated to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. The attempt is also aiming to raise money for relief efforts in Ukraine. So to make a huge Ukrainian flag out of cereal boxes. I guess it's something to do. Well, I mean, I I, I was wondering what I was going to do during the break, and now I know. Well, there you have it. So I'm going to go gr- grab some cereal boxes and hopefully it's a long commercial break. Take a flight to Chicago. Yep. Hey, you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We'll be back in a few moments. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Friday edition of The Georgine Rice Show. Just a reminder, coming up in the second hour of today's program, The Christian Outlook. We'll hear from K.T. McFarland, Deputy National Security Advisor under President Trump, to talk about the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, the former president. We'll also hear from Os Guinness about his new book, The Great Quest, Invitation to an Examined Life and a Sure Path to Meaning. And finally, Nicole Hunt to focus on the family about the outright lies abortion advocates are using to make their case in the media and the public square. That and more in this week's Christian Outlook. Well, a suspected car thief in Manchester, England, apparently found the idea of being arrested unbearable. So he reportedly attempted to hide inside a five-foot stuffed teddy bear. Spoiler alert. Uh, his attempt at being a master of disguise didn't work out, and now he will have to see if he can bear time behind bars. Well, let me back it up a little bit. The 18-year-old has been wanted by Greater Manchester Police since May when he allegedly stole a car and didn't pay to fuel it up. Well, Dobson managed to elude capture until July when police were searching a house in Rochdale and noticed uh, what a force spokesman described as a large bear actually breathing. 
Dobson was taken into custody and charged with the alleged crimes. He was sentenced to nine months in a Young Offenders Institute last week. Police were searching a house there and noticed uh, what one force uh, spokesman described as a large breathing bear that just didn't quite, I don't know, ring true. He's now stuffed behind bars after being sentenced last week for theft of the motor vehicle, driving while disqualified, and making off from a petrol station without payment. Hopefully, he has uh, bearable time inside. I can't even imagine what you would think of if you saw somebody like that pass you. And Well, he's barely driving. Well, he wasn't in the... But stuffed in the bear while driving. He, well, that's good. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that part's good because that wow. would be my biggest concern. It's, you know, you're bear driving a car. You know, how can that be? You've heard the uh, phrase, your sins will surely find you out. Uh, a suspected church burglar in Washington state got a smelly send off after a skunk sprayed him just before he was arrested last week. The incident happened at about 3 a.m., Thursday, when deputies responded to a reported burglary in progress at the Church of the Nazarene in Deer Park, the Spokane County Sheriff's Office said. Well, the caller told deputies that a male wearing a mask over his face and holding a flashlight was seen on a surveillance uh, video live um, walking around inside the church and looking at audio equipment. Deputies arrived at the scene and saw a man, later identified as a 28-year-old, walk past an open window and then began to climb out. Well, deputies demanded the suspect show his hands and get on the ground. He began to follow the commands when suddenly a skunk came running around the corner, approached the thief, or would-be thief, and released its well-known melodious spray before fleeing the area. Uh, the would-be thief was taken into custody without further incident, but with some reluctance, on the part of anyone charged with actually holding him. After deputies read him his rights, they said uh, that he claimed that he was um, wide awake and bored, so he went for a ride on his bicycle and noticed an open church window. And it was just natural to step inside and, you know, take a look around. Well, that stinks. Yeah, that's an understatement. Well, trillions of insects migrate across the globe every year, yet little Rather is known about their journey. So to look for clues, scientists in Germany took to the skies, placing tiny trackers on the backs of giant moths and following them by plane. I am trying to mentally picture this, and I can't even come close. First of all, the thought of capturing a moth... The one insect that uh, I am terrified of and putting a little tiny, tiny, tiny camera on the moth's back in order for it to be tracked. To the researcher's surprise, the moths seemed to have a strong sense of where they were going. Even when the winds changed, the insects stayed on a straight course, the scientists reported. Their flight path suggests that, that uh, these death's head hawk moths have some complex navigation skills. Challenging earlier ideas that insects are just wanderers. Fearfully and wonderfully made, they too, apparently. Uh, For many, many years, it was thought that insects' migration was mostly just dictated by winds, and they were blowing around, said the lead author. It's been tough for scientists to get a close look at how insects travel, in part because of their small size. The kinds of radio tags used to follow birds can be too heavy for the small flyers, but transmitters have gotten tinier. And it helps that the death's head hawk moth 
is huge compared to other insects. They are up to five inches long. I'm sorry. I need to take a moment. A moth, five inches long. I'm looking this up. Oh, my goodness. The iconic species, dark colored with yellow underwings and skull-like markings, was able to fly well with the tiny trackers glued to their back, according to the uh, researchers. The moths are thought to migrate thousands of miles between Europe and Africa in the autumn flying by night. This is like the murder hornet of moths. Do you have a picture of one? Yeah. It's it's as bad as I imagine. I oh my goodness. Yeah. I should probably never have an encounter with one. Yeah, this is this this is I would say intimidating. Yeah, to say the I mean and I don't have the problem with moths that you do, but I would a have regular, a problem with this one. Regular moth to me is intimidating, but this this takes the cake. Wow. The good news is it um, doesn't look like there's really any uh, any around here. No. We're good there. So. Europe and, and Africa is where they tend to hide, to hide out. Yeah, and none of them have made their way over here like Lamerta. Some others, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, little teeny tiny cameras. It's really quite fascinating. What based on the done. size of these things, I don't know how teeny tiny they really are. <laughs> they have to be, yeah, really. They may be the kind of camera you see in a television studio. That's how big. No, really not, but. Still. (laughs) Well, here's not exactly a moth, but a bat that's not really all that different. They've infested a Nevada fire station for the second time in seven years, forcing officials to temporarily close it. The bats have been flying around the living quarters of the small fire station between Reno and Carson City. And dead bats have been found in a bay where an ambulance is parked. Officials said in 2015 they managed to get the bats out of the fire station, but their return has generated health and safety concerns. Bats can uh, transmit rabies, as you may know, and other viruses to humans, and their droppings can transmit viral, bacterial, fungal, parasitic infections. Firefighters and rescue workers based at the station dating back to the 1950s will be relocated until the bats are gone. Fire Chief Bruce Wayne was not available for comment. No, he was not. You probably heard this story. You're a baseball guy. Pittsburgh Pirates uh, infielder Rodolfo Castro and third base coach Mike Rabello, they stood and stared mortified at a smartphone that had mistakenly made its way onto a Major League Baseball field on Tuesday night. Even third base umpire Adam Hamari had the uh, perfect reaction pointing at the phone that came flying out of Castro's back pocket during a head first slide trying not to uh, giggle at the absurd absurdity of the situation. Those around the sport cringed along with him. Apparently, the um, the player, Rodolfo Castro, had his smartphone in his pocket, made a hit, running to first base. The phone flew out of his pocket. Now, you're not supposed to have a phone. No, it, it, I, I did see that. He was actually sliding into third base. and third it, pop, base. It, it popped out it, and uh, kind of flew through the air a little bit and landed like right on the base. Uh, but, yeah, they're very strict about the type of devices. They allow iPads in the dugouts, but they are iPads that are loaded with things provided by Major League Baseball and only Major League Baseball so that you can't use your devices essentially for cheating. Oh, um, I never thought of that. And so that's uh, – I am actually I was actually surprised they allowed him to stay in the game after that because of that, that reasoning. But uh, there's no reason to think he was doing anything nefarious. But, uh, yeah, that was – it was kind of funny to watch that the little little white square pop out of his uh, pocket and go flying. It's like, what is that? Oh, that's a phone. What's he doing with a phone? Is he expecting a call while he's standing there at third? Hey, can you call back? I'm about to score. 
<laughs> yeah, it was uh, an unusual thing to see. Speaking of which, we got to take news and traffic here at the top of the hour. Is that what you're telling me, Is that me, an James? unusual thing to see? I think normally at the well, top of the hour we have it. I was going to go into something else, but I've been stopped. I, you know, sometimes it's a better that way. Yeah, sometimes. I, I have been saying for years, Georgine needs to be stopped. <laughs> Thank you, James. Yeah, okay. We'll take a quick break. We've got news and traffic coming up at the top of the hour and the Christian Outlook in the second hour of the Georgine Rice Show. So stay with us. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.